Please follow us on Instagram at Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. Welcome to the presence of creating. Thank you for taking part. Thank you for having me. It's all right. Uh, would you like to just introduce yourself? Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and yeah. Sure. Um, well, I'm Adrian Tunde Abby Smith, um, 28 years old. Um, I live in West London mm-hmm. and I guess I've been, um, you know, I've been calling myself a digital illustrator now for about two and a half, three months, mm-hmm. self-proclaimed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, let me give myself that title to add on my CV. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> it's all about adding up the skills. You know? but anyway, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want the coin, you need the skill. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What's a little white line between friends? And to exactly. be fair, I think you are, because yeah, and that's how I got. That's why. That's why you're on here. So it's working. It's working. <laughs> Keeps it going, hunty. Keeps it going. Um, exactly. I'm glad you the talent. Exactly. <laughs> so to start off with, a little bit of an icebreaker. If you could mm. be immortal, what age would you stop aging, and why? That's um, so frightening. <laughs> um, I. <laughs> I would probably say I would give myself up until midway between this I don't know what you call the thousand year break but I'd give myself up until maybe like 2500 because you know I just want to see how well we handle other pandemics to see if we handle it as poorly as we handled this Yo, okay then <laughs> and I also want to see how I do want to see with generations to come to make it a bit more, I guess, serious. Mm. Generations to come in terms of our own, mm. like, diaspora. Mm-hmm. How much we improve as a, I guess, as a nation and as a race, okay. Black people. All right. Because I know that, you know, with this Black Lives Matter movement, uh-huh. you know, these things don't kind of improve themselves within a day or overnight. It takes generations. Exactly. And I would, like, love to see how much we progress, because I only see us progressing. So I would see. I would love to see how much we progress over the years, yeah. over the centuries, the decades, whatever it may be. Because I think that'll be quite, quite a gift to see. But you know, immortality is is a is more of a luxury. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's that's what I that's what I'd really want to see, and that's what I'd like to that's why I'd like to live up until I guess t- is it two thousand five hundred, okay. the year twenty five hundred. I don't know how to even say it, yeah. but yeah. Wow, but like, <laughs> I remember back in the day when it was twenty twenty and there was a whole pandemic and we were all like panicking. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Not knowing whether you're going to be able to work ever again in a normal job. <laughs> exactly. And even even maybe even craving it as well. It's so weird that people are kind of like craving being back in the office. Because, you know, low-key me mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, you know, when you're kind of sitting at home mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I have been in my family home now for six months and counting. Uh-huh. I need to be adding some kind of routine to this so um exactly. yeah it's just it's a weird time yeah. new normal yeah oh wow okay i love that very different mm. i was not expecting the answer <laughs> the bar has been raised until it's gonna sh- yeah raised. it's been raised um <laughs> so adrian let's talk a little bit about your creative process um to start off with how would you describe your your um you're creating do you kind of put your are you a heart and soul person um and it's kind of like you know free flow mm. however it goes it goes or are you like a methodical like nah it's got to be planned it's got to be yeah i mean it just it really it it depends mm. i think when i started it was definitely more sort of a free flow thing so um I I started getting into digital illustration by way of a a course that I took with um with a school mm-hmm. based in London. Mm-hmm. Um and it was a it was visual design. Um and that was like playing to like UX design and stuff like that. And you know, with the pandemic when it mm-hmm. hit and I couldn't really pursue visual design as a career in that way because it was, you know, it was some, something that I was really new to and I had to do other things as well. Expensive mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what, let me try and take bits of this and make it work for me so I took the you know the kind of raw design that goes into visual design mm-hmm. where you're kind of like making things from scratch I took that ability translated it to illustrator and started to make 
my friends who I hadn't seen for ages. So I started to like, you know, design like my cousins and my friends mm-hmm. and my family and stuff. Cause I thought this would be like a good way to, cause I work in marketing. I kind of like thought about the marketing aspects of it as well as like, it would just be like a cute way to keep them, you know, keep the communication between us going and solid. Mm-hmm. I started to design them. I, then I started to do more like bespoke things and started to, you know, design more like things for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it kind of just, it happened naturally that most of the characters that I made were black yeah. or brown because I, you know, that's just a representation. That's what inspired mm-hmm. me. And that was the representation I wanted to convey with these illustrations. You know, too often you see these, you know, even down to illustrations, mm-hmm. a lot of them are of, you know, Caucasian people, Caucasian families. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what, let me try and like mix it up a bit, becoming one of those like illustrators of color. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I kind of went down that path and um, then the client work started to come in. So I, I did some stuff for like for the charities. Mm-hmm. That's where the methodical, you know, approach to it kind of comes okay. in. It's not never like a case of, oh, I'll just do it on a whim here, there and, you know, whatever. It kind of needs to be planned. Mm-hmm. And as I'm getting older, I'm getting more forgetful. <laughs> I know I'm only 28, but 30s around the corner. Oh, yeah, I understand. Me too. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you know what? I need to kind of like, I need to be keeping a calendar for this mm-hmm. stuff. And not to say that the work is rolling in, like, oh my God, this has been such an overnight success, mm-hmm. but it's been enough for me to actually have to kind of like plan my days around mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so that's where the methodical stuff comes in. But when I'm making like more original mm-hmm. things, and it's definitely like it, the original stuff, it comes from literally either a scenario mm-hmm. or something I've seen on social media or very political as well. So, you know, yeah. everything that's been happening at the moment, like off of the back of, you know, sadly Chadwick Boseman's passing, yeah. I decided literally that morning I need to illustrate him uh-huh. in order to, you know, just to, in terms of memoriam yeah. and stuff like yeah. that just in terms of Black Lives Matter, Black business and things like that, even though those are still quite, they're very poignant, very important, Mm -hmm. but also they kind of harness a creative aspect as Mm -hmm. well. And I wanted to, I don't know, I wanted to like go down that road, delve into it. A lot of my friends who kind of work on a freelance basis, Mm -hmm. whether they're like stylists or photographers, Mm -hmm. you know, they would comment on my piece and say, oh, you know, they're nice, but where's the art in there? And I'm just like, I'm really not, I don't really think I'm doing this to become an artist. I just, I wanted to more so tell a story, Mm -hmm. like a narrative of how like our current climate is. And because the current climate right now is so like, it's so palpable, like literally you can print the pin and it will pop. So the the art itself or the illustrations itself is very you know they're very colorful but i also wanted them to really like tell a story and i also didn't want it to kind of play to this narrative of oh you know black struggle you see a lot of things around black people and it's always like around struggle Mm -hmm. it's about slavery it's about lack of opportunities and stuff like that i just wanted this to be really colorful i you know i kind of like i illustrated one of my friends who who um found out she was pregnant i illustrated um you know things around black business actually supporting them not about the kind of like oh my god we're, we're struggling mm. it was more so about you need to support them like you know buy from black business mm. get them up and running and um yeah like i think the process itself it, it just kind of like it it ebbs and flows mm-hmm. with each kind of like brief that i get i say air quotation marks because sometimes they're briefs that i kind of like i don't know give to myself mm-hmm. and sometimes they're briefs that people actually give to me it really just depends so it's a mixture of like a methodical approach and like you know a kind of like a raw sort of like oh i'm going to take inspiration of this and yeah. that and the and i'm going to make this piece yeah. i don't think my pieces are like over complicated but i want them to just convey a simple message whether it's two people walking a yeah. dog or it's like an image of like uh you know a black woman listening to music it just needs to be very like obvious mm. and the it also needs to kind of you know mirror real day life as well and like kind of people of color and black people doing ordinary mm-hmm. things because you know we are people at the end exactly. of the day exactly yeah so, um... okay so let's let's go to how you um start a piece uh, like okay. you said how um with the passing of um chadwick which is like shocking mm-hmm. and you know all, all sorts of emotions like, kind of came yeah. up with that how did you go mm-hmm. about actually then you know what do you do what's the first box that you tick the first box yeah. that i tick i think if it's going to be like really technical it will be the face shape okay so um i don't use it i don't use like an ipad to draw or anything i just use the trackpad on my on my laptop mm-hmm. 
Really? So, um, I do it. Yeah, wow. I do it straight from the. <laughs> That's what everyone's been saying, and I'm just like, I need to probably get a trackpad then, so it'll be a lot easier. Yeah, <laughs> like wow. Because I literally draw it with my mouse, and um, like everything is just drawn with my mouse. So, and because I kind of like, I learned that way from the beginning of the year. I just kind of like try to refine it, mm-hmm. so it just kind of works for me. So I always start with the face shape. Um, I think when I started this. When I started illustrating, I wanted to make everything in proportion, mm-hmm. and now proportions I don't really care about. So I don't. You, you've seen you've seen it on my my Instagram, yeah. but everyone's necks really long, their limbs are really long. Everything is just like a bit more exaggerated, mm-hmm. almost making us look supernatural, yeah. um, and just kind of like really animated and really fun and just like with a lot of glee and stuff like that. So the face shape I always try to get down, and I then I go onto the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so interesting because I low-key struggled with the kind of like you know with the hair aspect yeah. of um, you know for black people because I'm just like how does this program even like imitate our hair what am I supposed to do here so, <laughs> how am you know I gonna get I mean, that curl yeah how am I gonna get that curl how am I gonna get those baby hairs in like you know what am I gonna do here? and it was literally it was, you know you, you know about this it's literally trial yeah. and error so you kind of like do things once, twice, three times over. You send it to the harshest critic. Mm-hmm. My harshest critic is probably my grandmother. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, exactly. Or my mum. And, you know, I have a couple of friends who work within the arts and stuff. So I sent it to them. And then if it was complete, you know, if it was rubbish, yeah. they'd be like, Adrian, this this ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to like keep on trying yeah. it until I kind of you know, got it to actually look like a person mm-hmm. or to look like a house or to look like a landscape and stuff and I just kind of continuously refined it you know obviously sometimes I cheat so I use something that I've used before Mm -hmm. copy and paste it and then I just kind of like mold it into the shape I want it Mm -hmm. to look like to put the new image or the new piece but um I kind of have gotten over that guilt now and I'm just like you know what this cutting corners thing at least I'm able to like say that all of this work is still originally mine so uh yeah definitely like the first step is the face second step would be the um the hair and then you know next steps would be like the body shape and the neck and things that what i'm really looking to do is almost like illustrate a family portrait of my family um and just kind of like get all the you know we have such an array of like different body shapes um most of my family are like black Uh women as well and i think that'll just be like a really nice i don't know really nice ode to them i've the response that I've had from my family from these things, mm-hmm. like these kind of little pieces, has been so positive. Yeah. I'm still, I still don't understand why, but they really love them. And I'm just like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe I will do this family portrait. And they're just like, yeah, but we're not going to pay. And I said, I wasn't going to ask for money. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, chill. Like... <laughs> oh, no. That was never on the cards. But um, now that you're talking yeah, about money, let's talk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe I'll throw in my little, like, my Monzo details. You know? Exactly. Cash at me. Here's where you can PayPal me. My GoFundMe link is here. Exactly. Oh, help me. I'm a struggling artist. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the that, that's the point I'm trying to get across. But it's definitely, like, um, it's, you know, body part by body part. Yeah. So head, ear, and then, you know, the rest of the body. And then I think what I kind of pride myself on is my colour palette choice. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I try to go with a lot of neutrals, but also try to differentiate as well in terms of the background and the colours I use for the outfits and just to kind of like, it needs to, you know, my, obviously my account and my pieces, they need to, I guess, kind of speak to each other Mm -hmm. a bit, but also just to, I don't know, like neutral colour tones make me feel more at ease anyway. So I guess it's a bit of a selfish choice. So when people ask for a wild colour, I'll give them that wild colour. But the colour that I'll use for my Instagram account and stuff, that will be more neutral. You know what I mean? So I'll just like, it may seem a bit like double crossing, but I'm just like, this needs to work for me too. So um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's an interesting process. Yeah. And I'm still trying to, figuring out the ways of, you know, the world of freelance and stuff and mm-hmm. art and stuff like that. But yeah it's been it has been it's been interesting learning what my process yeah. is and refining yeah i, I it, it, it's a very um fun process i think that you've got going um do you have any like any influences like the the, the artists or photographers or designers or that you kind of 
you've been studying mm. throughout your mm-hmm. life and weirdly mm. their work kind of makes its way into your work but in a nice age in a nice way. way yeah yeah sort of like you kind of like you sort of like harness yeah. it and make it your own um i will definitely say i stepped into art this is going to sound probably quite cor- corny you probably heard this already from other people but i stepped into my artistic side from when solange released um a seat at the table and then i was just like you know what i need to like like you know kind of really lean into my blackness and my art my art Mm -hmm. self and really exude this you know her kind of asymmetrical shapes Mm -hmm. and her kind of like you know i think she was even going to do a collection with ikea at one point on furniture Mm -hmm. so you know just kind of really lean into my other I, what I felt were my other talents so I you know I kind of dipped into photography mm-hmm. for a bit but I think within with photography I kind of got into my head quite mm-hmm. a lot and I compared myself to a lot of the other black photographers who are out there so you know I have a great friend Christina who's a great photographer mm-hmm. the other people as well like Campbell Addy who does a lot of like you know great photography for really great publications and stuff and I really just from from the jump compared myself to the, them and I just had no patience yeah. with it. Yeah. Made it back into it at a later stage, but for now, I kind of like, you know, over the past four years since 2016, mm-hmm. I've just kind of explored what my talents are. And um, I can definitely like blame Solange for that for me, exploring like, you know, what I would be good at and, you know, how I can improve and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I've just also got inspiration from my guests not necessarily like singular artists but more so like places as well so I'm half I'm Dominican and I'm Nigerian as well mm-hmm. so both of those environments definitely like you know triggered my and sparked my interest in my own culture mm-hmm. more so than it was before yeah. and um, just the friends that I've made too so I not that I made sure to surround myself with creators but that's just how yeah. it happened and they, they were you know it just so happens that they're all black as well um you know a lot of them are my inspirations so you know really great stylists who know how to put looks together and also know how to kind of craft their own looks too people like you know Ib Kamara and also I have a friend called Ola who's a really great stylist as Mm -hmm. well and he's a real you know inspiration to my art Mm -hmm. too photographers such as my my friend Christina and you know other kind of graphic designers as well they really do spark that kind of like you know the kind of like inspirational creative eye that I kind of have and I look at their work and I try to not to say that I imitate it but I do try to like kind of um, exude the same energy that their work kind of gives Mm -hmm. off I know I'm not there yet but I'm I'm trying to get there with um you know just kind of like illustrating the white the right kind of um features and the right kind of um body shapes and the right kind of people I want it to be widespread but I also want to speak to like black culture yeah um yeah it's just like it's literally it's just so wide it's you know it kind of like spans such a immense scale in terms of like where I kind of grab inspiration from it you know it can be places it can be individuals but within my kind of immediate circle it's definitely like you know my friends and family okay Uh, yeah that's that's beautiful yeah like you're lucky that you're surrounded by creatives because you know yeah yeah, I mean it keeps you creative at times yes (laughs) at times yes sometimes you just think to yourself damn all right calm down with the creativeness do you know what I mean we're not all you know what I mean can we like have a normal conversation I only just you know (laughs) this is just a trip to the shops it's not anything to like break down but yeah (laughs) (laughs) you've spoken about how um your your love for blackness your afrocentrism and Mm -hmm. um you know the black culture be it B- BLM, yeah, there we go. Listen, it's that's been on the tip of our tongue for so long, it just kind of comes out a bit muffled sometimes. sometimes. At least I'm not like my nan, who probably say something like BLT. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, BLT. <laughs> like, I love my nan, but oh, Jesus, yeah, English like, is not oh. really her first. <laughs> oh, right, so fair, fair enough. <laughs> um, but like, you say that that's all like inspiring your work, and it, you know, you really want to show, um black positivity um but not like not the black struggle how do you keep yourself above water then because i presume you have to keep yourself aware of all the situations absolutely and you know i don't know about you but with me there was a point where i was just like i can't do this i have to turn i have to turn the tv off i have to turn my phone off it's too much yeah 
Um, exactly. So how do you keep yourself inspired and motivated to keep doing your work when it literally feels like we're being drowned in nothing but mm-hmm. murder and racism and all sorts? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, I guess personally speaking, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but for me, the illustration is almost a form of therapy. Mm-hmm. So um, illustrating these these kind of like you know these make-believe images of black people just kind of like doing their own thing mm-hmm. moving around you know headphones in afro out no one trying to you know mm-hmm. clutch your hair with their bare hands and stuff like that and just kind of showcasing them in this kind of like this kind of make-believe light mm-hmm. it yeah. gives me you know it kind of like it, it does it helps my psyche because mm-hmm. it's just like you know wow, the, the world could really be like this for us but it just really isn't mm. so um i think obviously the 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 kind of onslaught of negative media has definitely taken a toll on all of our kind of like mental mm. health so the way that i try to combat it for myself is to definitely kind of like you know offer up my services mm. so this newly this newly found skill that i kind of like I guess kind of you know taught myself and acquired mm-hmm. I do want to lend that to other black businesses and you know I'm here to like illustrate and stuff like that and but I also it's you know for me personally as well it's just a form of it's a form of meditation it's a form of, of therapy it's a form of like you know self-expression as yeah. well and it's just you know it's a bit of a form of escapism too like normally you know around this time of year a lot of us would have you know we've, we would have had our trips we would be seeing our friends and family on mm almost on a weekly basis because we've kind of been robbed of that and not only have we been robbed of that kind of like that social interaction we're also having this this kind of like news rhetoric on a daily basis of like you know black lives matter Mm. and have almost justify ourselves to our white counterparts and also like you know non-black people of color counterparts too just having to kind of like you know say why this is that why you can't say the n-word here why i was hurt by that comment things in the past that you have to re-explain and you know I think a lot of people they're kind of seeing it now as this kind of like it is it's definitely like a positive thing that's happening mm-hmm. but it's also it's kind of tearing open an old wound oh, yeah, definitely. well for a lot of us you know I mean you know kind of like you know you're having to uh, navigate these conversations that you it just kind of came out of the blue yeah. you know mm-hmm. and a lot of people who you know I don't get me wrong there are a lot of my friends who who aren't black who are putting in the work on social media asking the right mm-hmm. questions but it's not everything that you want to answer exactly. those questions you know we've lived <laughs> aside like this <laughs> For so long, and now you want to hear me talk about my struggle. So, <laughs> I think with, with the art, well, the art you stay afloat. Obviously, I have to like stay up to date because I did say before that you know the kind of like whatever is going on politically within the current climate mm, mm. sparks or sparks why I kind of start illustrating a lot of like you know black imagery. Yeah. But I also like you know even when it you know kind of like going all the way down to something I guess even as I say trivial but I want to say I want to use a different word but I guess as trivial as Instagram because social media is dangerous but you know on Instagram I had a main account I had a Finsta account and I had my um, business account and I think the other day I had to get rid of the Finsta and the main and just keep the business because I was like this influx of of media this influx of like information Mm. and stuff Mm. now they've introduced that other feature now I don't even know what it is do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand TikTok. So then, then all of a sudden this real thing, and I'm like, what is happening? And I'm, what is I'm only 27. I should know what to do, but mm-mm. And when the reels kept on coming, and I'm just like, <laughs> I this this needs to stop. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't understand it. It is like another situation where you have to nav- navigate bad energy sometimes because yeah. you get ignorant. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, media influx, and you know, I kind of like I I made sure to even at the beginning of lockdown, I made to unfollow, I made sure to unfollow certain social media mm-hmm. accounts that were just kind of like, you know, they were just it was negative mm-hmm. rhetoric around black people, and even though they, you know, a huge number of black people followed these accounts, I'm just like I can't be a part of this anymore because you know they're not really for you know they're not really for the culture, mm-hmm. being like a being you know a black person also a black queer person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you see 
<laughs> when you see things on like kind of like you know trans people getting murdered mm-hmm. especially you know black trans women getting murdered on a it was almost happening on a daily basis at mm-hmm. one point um, over the past few weeks and you see some of the comments under these um you know under these social media posts and you're like i can see in your bio that you have blm hashtag blm but you you're condemning these trans exactly. people because you know, they're not like you and they're not they're not singing from the same hymn sheet mm-hmm, as you mm-hmm. and i just thought it was despicable and i said you know what instead of trying to argue every day because i'm, I'm tired of arguing i just need to exit mm-hmm, out completely mm-hmm. so i made sure to kind of you know kind of block those those kind of like harmful yeah Humble kind of you know like accounts out of my I guess digital space yeah and it's working to an extent but you know you still remember yeah them, you? I still remember <laughs> from time to time you have that one person who decides the, the other day somebody put underneath um I think it was the the day off actually Chadwick passed away I posted a quote that he'd, he'd um said and yeah. then somebody decided to post about their business underneath that and I was just like are you kidding me I was like really I've got like I don't have any posts as it is because I've just like started my started this um, boat of Instagram but I was like there's like at least 30 other posts you could have gone to you pick this one on this day I got so angry and then I was just like you know what Grant nah just (laughs) delete it (laughs) turn off comments and just keep it pushing and even on Twitter I was like you know what I'm not even gonna if I see something that really irks me or I don't understand something, it's either I'm going to ask the question, can somebody explain to me why this Absolutely. is happening? Or I'm just going to swipe left, delete and block. I've blocked um, Trump, yeah. I've blocked Boris Johnson, I've blocked Nigel Farage. I've blocked a lot of people. <laughs> because you don't want, don't you don't need, need that energy in your I life. I don't need <laughs> it. I really don't. Like, nah, XL doom. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the easiest thing, and you know the block button is such a, it's such a. It gift. is, it really is. You know, I mean, because you just kind of you can get rid of all the riffraff and all the, you know, the people with the with with the bad mm. takes and the people with just, you know, the kind of negative opinions yeah. and the people who don't see certain people and stuff. It's just that it's simple as a block. I'm not going to retweet and quote and be like, "This is wrong." I don't want to read this yeah. and stuff. I can just block you and then just keep, keep pushing, it pushing so. exactly because sometimes you're never going to change that person's opinion you know yeah and even though maybe somebody is part of their, they believe in black lives matter but they don't believe in trans rights okay that's you me and you we're never gonna we're, we're never, never gonna, gonna click. click we might click on black <laughs> lives matter but you don't understand the whole scope of black lives matter so okay i'm just gonna take myself out of your life i don't need to see you you don't need to see me it's cool let's keep it pushing yeah and i I feel like as creatives we kind of have a double-edged sword to be fair because as a creative you're very empathetic and you're very in tune with everything because we're always constantly trying to look to fix things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so how do you kind of relax how do you get how do you stop yourself from being like nah okay oh there's a problem there okay i can maybe i can do this no no maybe exactly. how do you just chill do you have like a moment where you just turn everything off and you meditate or do you kind of Ooh. you know run a bar or take an exorbitantly long yeah shower? like something you know, like what does adrian do <laughs> to kind of take himself away from everything from time to time from yeah just from the the rat yeah. race i mean i i guess i don't really do i don't i I haven't really found a constructive way to mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. that and you know that's like it's just you know it's the society that we mm-hmm. live in like living in London it's just so hard to switch off oh, yeah. and it, you know I was kind of like I think I was speaking to my mother about this this morning but um you're just always on the mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. and prior to to this I worked within you know within fashion mm-hmm. and like entertainment and stuff like that and you know within those industries mm-hmm. they don't know about a switch on mm-hmm. button you can go on holiday like I, I remember within my last job I went to you know we took a family trip to Dominica last year November mm-hmm. and my grandparents didn't have internet in their house like why would they so I remember telling like work like you know I'm going to be gone for two weeks I've like here's the handover I'm not going to be you know don't try and contact yeah. me 
because you're not going to be able to reach exactly. me. So before <laughs> before Dominica, we went to um, we went to Barbados for two days, and obviously the hotel had mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. So and I saw like I literally had like maybe ten WhatsApp messages from my manager trying to get in contact with me and I had to send her one back saying I just told you I literally told you yesterday I'm not going to be able to you know you're not going to be able to make contact with me what's the problem <laughs> and I'm, oh trying to lo- locate this trying to do this that and the other so I mean that's just an example of it's not necessarily an example of you know nothing negative about yeah. work per yeah. se but literally the lifestyle that we live in you're always mm-hmm. on the go and even when you say I'm switching off now people don't allow you to switch off you're always expected to do something you're always expected to be like you know there and I found it hard to kind of like to do anything otherwise um because you know just kind of existing within the creative field as a black person Mm -hmm. you have to work twice three times four times as hard as your white counterparts Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that to kind of like showcase that I have some kind of chip on my shoulder I think it's just the Mm -hmm. facts Mm -hmm. And it was something that I didn't even believe in when I was 21. I was just like, oh, everything's equal, equality and stuff like that. <laughs> As you were kind of coming up, you're like, oh, that isn't the case. <laughs> Why are they getting promo? And I've been here. I mean? <laughs> and I'm still here as an executive. I'm still here as a junior. Yeah, I'm telling them how to do their job. So, <laughs> it was a, um, it was a rude awakening. Yeah. And um, it's something, you know, I'm still trying to harness that whole you know I'm switching yeah. up now let me take a back seat and you know like you said it is really hard for creators because we've been we've been conditioned to think that you ne- you always need to be yeah. on you always need to be accessible otherwise you're just not going to get the mm-hmm. gig otherwise you're not going to get the opportunity yeah. and stuff like that and those times and there have been times when I missed opportunities because I've been like I'm not going to ask that now I'm going to answer mm-hmm. it tomorrow because this is my time it's a Sunday mm-hmm. and then two twos now oh we've gone with someone yeah. else I'm just like Ooh. you know know what I mean the harsh realization so and especially because there are so few of us Mm -hmm. as well so um there's just so few of us and now we're just in demand because of the whole Black Lives Matter kind of movement and because of like exactly (laughs) (laughs) and I think we should definitely take advantage of of that opportunity (laughs) but at the same time it just showcases how unequal it is yeah. for us you know yeah. so um you know there there's just it's just such a finite pool of us um and it just makes us have to be on it 24 7 mm-hmm. so i wish i had like a sort of like you know a thing where oh by the way you know i kind of like i burn incense yeah i you know, put salts and sane in my bath and i kind of really unwind and relax when really i didn't do any no. of that stuff but just kind of like keep at it <laughs> exactly um, <laughs> I think the longest I've ever spent in a bath is 20 minutes and that's because I started to feel like I was suffocating and I was like I can't do it yeah <laughs> no like all that steam and stuff is just like kind of it's making it a bit heavy and I'm just like I need to get out of this like right now pronto I feel like I'm boiling like I'm boiling yeah. pig's feet like no get me out get me out of here Oh dear. Oh, God. Um, so you live in London. You said you live in West London. Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. location, location, location. Um, mm. Is it a great place to live as a creative? Does it help you network? Um, you spoke about your friends mm. who are also creative. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. yes. But like, um, as as a newfound um, illustration artist or digital yeah. illustration artist, how when when everything is said and done? How are you going to navigate your your skills and where you live? How are you going to utilize your location? Oh, God. I don't even know. I mean, West London, because we've always lived mm-hmm. here, um, that's where we've always been kind of based. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I don't know any, I don't really know any different, but having like traversed to East London countless occasions, mm-hmm. just because of the friends that I've made within the creative mm-hmm. industry, that's where they all live mm-hmm. so um west london isn't a great place i think for a black creative yeah. um i mean i'm i'm west london as in i'm you know i live on like the doorstep of heathrow airport ricelip yedding yeah. i'm not like notting hill shepherd's bush and those kind of areas okay. and you would think probably maybe 30 20 years ago you'd think that notting hill shepherd's bush kensal rise those areas would be great for black creatives <laughs> I can't like speak on this with a fact, 
but those areas are now heavily gentrified. Really? Um, yeah, like it's you know the kind of like you know Shepherd's Bush, Notting yeah. Hill, White City, those kind of areas. You know the gentrification there is rife, um, and a lot of these homes that used to kind of be apartments are now whole houses, wow. and the people that afford those whole houses are you know people from overseas and kind of like you know rich. Oh, that's so white bad. people. Yeah, it is. It's not. It isn't great. So there's a Caribbean influence there in regards to carnival mm-hmm. but when it comes to the other 363 days of the year because carnival two days it's like you know you're kind of like you kind of go through the area and you know it's kind of you know people with their i don't know with their kind of like how do i say this without sounding <laughs> weird, <laughs> without sounding hateful but it's just a lot of like you know you kind of see a lot of Gwyneth Paltrow oh hot damn okay the goop exactly. the goop <laughs> With their goop yeah. bags. There's a goop in Notting Hill, like literally. Ah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's very much that that kind of aesthetic and it wasn't it wasn't always like yeah. that. So it's very interesting to see. Because you know, there's there's a big art scene in Notting Hill mm-hmm. and, and, and those kind of areas as well. And it's interesting to see within these galleries and within these like, you know, kind of these kind of really private openings. Mm-hmm who's actually invited and who's there Mm -hmm. and um you know you'll get the black face here and there um you will because there are black people who have made an incredible an incredible success within the arts industry Mm -hmm. and those are really like the old heads Mm -hmm. so you know and and you know within art and fashion and culture Mm -hmm. the old heads they do not jump down from their position with ease they will rot at that desk they won't leave it pass the mantle onto someone else they'll literally be there and they mean that you know they're set this is me i'm not gonna kind of like look out for the next ones under me sort of thing so they're there being all hoity-toity so it's just like you know that kind of like that environment i don't think it kind of lends itself well Mm -hmm. to up-and-coming artists Mm -hmm. so I definitely feel as though that within a short space of time, mm-hmm. especially because, you know, lockdown kind of like stopped my moving out sort of um, plans. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. post lockdown, I kind of want to move more east. Yeah. Uh, I really kind of want to just leave London, but that's kind of like a discussion that's to be mm-hmm. had later down the line. Yeah. But um, I definitely want to move more east. Yeah. I know that I'll be I'll, I'll be a contributor to the gentrification of East London, <laughs> but I feel as though I've I've lived in West London for far too long. Yeah. Opportunities here, I think I'm I'm I feel as I'm missing out on certain kind of like opportunities and certain kind of mm-hmm. inspirations mm-hmm. I can draw from living in West London, living in, in a suburb mm-hmm. as well. It's just very much I'm, I feel very cut mm-hmm. off. So um, West, I don't think lends itself well to Black creators, but that is just my opinion. I feel as though other areas within London do Mm -hmm. and even though art within itself it it spans so much when I talk about art and design I talk about architecture Mm -hmm. I talk about illustrations I talk about digital renderings Mm -hmm. all this thing I feel as though the inequality there is still rife Mm -hmm. but depending on the area that you're in getting your foot into certain doors Mm -hmm. you know it's a a lot Mm -hmm. easier because you're there Mm -hmm. it's a matter of circumstance so um yeah listen to music when you're creating your work Yes, big time. Yeah, big time. Yeah, what? I mean, I have like um, Spotify playlists mm-hmm. that I kind of have running in the background. Yeah, basically. What's what what what's the one song on your Spotify playlist that you're like, yeah, this is this is the one that gets the creative juices flowing? Oh my god. Oh my god. So really, okay. So recently, I've been listening to um, you know that song by um, Tiva Savage, um, Attention. No, I don't know that one. Well, I think it's from her new. I think it's from her new album. Mm-hmm. But I'm just trying to like, cause you know the way I grew up. I grew up heavily Caribbean mm-hmm. and not really Nigerian at all. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of because, um, you know, it's because my father wasn't really present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he's the Nigerian one. We have a relationship now, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But um, more so, I've, you know, I kind of grew up in in Dominica, and I have like it's just heavily influenced my life mm-hmm. so nice things like nigerian music and nigerian food i've never really been privy to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. until like nigerian music and afrobeats became mainstream mm-hmm. you know which is a it's a bit of a shame but i can only i can't really blame myself for mm-hmm. that 
so um I've been trying to get more more into it now and I've been trying to like not force myself to listen to it because I love you know like Nigerian and, and Nigerian music and I do like Nigerian food as well but trying to kind of explore that side of my culture yeah. a bit more yeah and just seeing the how how rich it is mm-hmm. in terms of art and in terms of and in terms of like you know from the music to the food to the art to like to everything to the family structure mm-hmm. to to the dress sense and everything like that it's been a real exploration for me mm-hmm. but um yeah music i'm listening to a lot of like you know nigerian music from nigerian artists and i also listen to um i i'm old school i listen to r&b yeah so i listen to like um so you know things like basically brandy's one of my favorite singers mm-hmm. she's in like my top five or maybe even in my top three yeah so um, you know things like the versus battle between Brandy and Monica that was literally <clears throat> a historic the moment between for me. the two of them was just legendary. I mean, I I really think because I watched it. I didn't watch it the night. Mm. I watched it the next yeah. day, and I was like, this is not. There's something very off. The money <laughs> must have been good that they were offered. It must have been because Monica really high key. It looked like Monica didn't want to be there. Exactly. At all. And you know, certain songs that were coming up and Monica, she didn't even sing along to the boys' mind. She was kind of like either lip syncing or her mouth was shut. And Brandy was just Brandy was doing way too much. So it's just like, I really don't get the dynamic here. Like, what's going on? This this is making me feel a bit uncomfortable. I'm feeling a bit tense, but I'm still here for the tunes. You know, there were times when I was, I was gonna be like, I can't watch this, I'll turn it off, but then Brandy would drop something like when she dropped Moesha yeah. or she dropped um, um, she dropped Best Friend and stuff like that and I was like okay but I need to stay I need to stay for this or when Monica dropped certain songs like So Gone yeah. and stuff like that I need to stay for that I need to stay for that but then at times I'm just like this is a bit too awkward <laughs> this is really awkward it's like you know these two aunties who kind of like exactly. each other but you know they don't <laughs> but exactly you don't but we'll stay because this is a this is a cultural reset that's what's happening right now so let me let me hang around but um yeah definitely like a lot of r&b um like blackest king was a really great album yeah. and um or visual album mm. and um i listened to my favorite singer is erica badu yeah so um she's on repeat on a daily basis mm. and yeah that's it really nice that's what kind of like drives me to create and to, you know makes it to make simpler it. for me do you have yeah, exactly. do you have one song that you're like oh, i'll put it on here but i'm literally bu- i'm gonna skip it like it comes on and you're like <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because i tweeted that, that there was a tweet that was going around yesterday about that and it was like what's the song i don't know if it's the same question that you're kind of asking but the tweet was what is a song that you hate with a passion that everyone loves and you just skip is that more or less what you're trying yeah, to like, ask you kind of you, you you know you like the song like when it first oh, you came like the out song. you liked it and you probably had it on repeat all the time but then mm-hmm. it's now developed into that that one song that it, you you add it to all your playlists no matter what you add it but you're like Every time it comes on, you're like, oh my god, why do I oh do this god, to myself? So you skip it. Do I do this to myself? <laughs> I think that song for me is going to have to be Icebox by Omarion. <laughs> I can't. I, I cannot. What I do you really mean? hate that song. It's just so whiny. <laughs> and just thinking about him singing that, I'm just like, switch next, get it off my playlist. <laughs> And even though it has a permanent place on some of my playlists, so it's like, you know, my teen playlist with like the Sierras and, yeah. the, and you know, all those kind of songs and, you know, some of my other R&B playlists, mm. whenever that song drops and Spotify seems to lo- like that song a lot, <laughs> I have to, I have to skip it. <laughs> I can't sit through this. It's going to give me a headache. Let me skip this. It's like, leave it out. I don't, I don't want to listen to this. Yeah, I don't want to listen to this. Can we just skip it, please? You know, you're running to literally meet linebacking, running to the phone to press next because I'm just like I can't, I can't do this to myself. It's punishment. <laughs> um, what advice have you received um, in your creative aspect or even outside of creativity that you kind of held most of your life or all of your life? Um, and what would you tell your younger self? Um, I think the advice that I've received, especially in terms of, you know, within the creative industry and taking on sort of like creative projects on a freelance basis is to never undersell yourself and know your worth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like gospel in the industry, but I, I feel as though people, because it's said so much, it's become a bit, I guess, redundant. Mm. 
but it is important to not undersell yourself mm, mm. your you know people who who aren't black they you know they charge what they are worth mm, mm. they will charge the market rate too often black people will go with whatever they and i'm in guilty of this as mm. well you'll go with whatever the rate is because you're just you feel as though you're lucky enough to kind of get the opportunity because otherwise you're not going to get in these opportunities yeah i think um yeah definitely just just to not undersell yourself to really believe in what you're kind of producing and to really have faith in have faith in that you know what you're producing is actually contributing to the world of culture entertainment art whatever that may be And um, you know, know that you're you're as good or even better than the next person that's coming along as well. Just like you know, really know or have have a have a sense of um, higher sense of self worth mm-hmm. and self importance. Be cocky about your art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, be you know, boast about it and stuff. And I'm saying this because it's something that I'm trying to work on as well. Mm. So uh, I'm trying not to kind of like I'm trying not to let. I'm trying to take constructive feedback and know the difference between constructive and negative mm-hmm. feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to really kind of you know listen to the people who, I guess, I respect, mm-hmm. and not the people who just kind of like will leave maybe nasty comment under a picture or something like that. Mm. Don't let that kind of like tear you down, and really take into account what the people who actually, people who actually care about you, what they are telling you to do, mm. and take into account what you know because they they are the ones who have your best interest at heart. So they only want to see you win. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely important. Yeah. You know, kind of refining your circle and just being true to yourself and knowing your worth. Yeah. Uh, what I would tell my younger self. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess to kind of just have more confidence mm. in yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just it's it's a it's a confidence thing. Yeah. And. Um, you know just kind of like take things in your stride a lot more and try not to be as try not to take things mm, it's, it's a bit of a hard one because you know you it kind of like you want to kind of tell your younger self about your future battles and stuff that you're going to face and stuff yeah. and you know you want to you believe that if you kind of had done things differently in the past you wouldn't have to go through that in the future mm. and you, do, you know you just want to say be stronger but it's you know it's 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 I think it's a lot more it's a lot more it's a lot harder than that mm-hmm. and you know you need to kind of like take into account that the mistakes that you've made in the past just really shape who you are now mm. and if if and if you are now if what you are now is a better person I guess in some kind of weird way you have to be thankful for those mistakes as well yeah but just to kind of like forgive yourself probably for those mistakes that you've made in the past and just you know kind of move forward with life life continues to go on it doesn't it's not on pause just because you're having an anxiety break exactly you need to like be able to traverse that and sort that out within you know by yourself with a therapist family friends confide in people yeah. so um yeah the basic lesson that i would say to my or you know the basic lesson that i'd give to my younger self is to just kind of like talk a lot more about your insecurities mm. and your anxieties and confide in a lot more people mm. it's a lesson that i'm you know it's something that i'm doing now but i wish i'd done that this 10 15 years ago even so yeah yeah. 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 Would you rather be a gold medalist or a astronaut? Oh god, a gold medalist. Space does not <laughs> <laughs> I've seen too many space movies. I love a space movie, but it just does not yeah. intrigue me like that. Being in a space that vast. Yeah. It just has me on edge. So I'm just like, you know what? I'll keep my skin on Earth. <laughs> With my gold medal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gold medalist. Exactly. Um, if you could have dinner with three people, who would you have your dinner with? And what would you have for a starter? Dinner with three people. I think it would have to be... Oh my God, this is really hard. I just don't want it to sound ridiculously basic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if I had to have dinner with three people, I'd want to choose... I would say Jill Scott. Okay. Because she's lovely. Yep. Um Michelle Obama. Ooh. And um and Alec Wick. Oh. 
because Alec Wek just seems like the auntie of Instagram to me. So there's something very comforting about her presence. Yeah. So yeah, Joe Scott, Michelle Obama, and Alec Wek. Okay. Alec Wek just flings up selfies on Instagram, and I find it so funny because I'm just like, yeah. who told you to upload this? But I'm like, okay, go ahead, please. <laughs> Keep on I'm enjoying the content. Keep on going. <laughs> okay. What would y'all like? What would you order if you want for a starter? For a starter. Mm. <laughs> Um, I'm such a fussy eater. It'll have to be something Caribbean inspired, yeah. so probably festival or something. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that I'm that one. Yeah, you're that one. Okay. Well, um, your content currently, even though you said you've already been doing this for two and a half to three months, is mm. so amazing. Um, I Thank do hope, so like, I, I, I want keep going, keep creating. Oh, definitely. Um, for sure. what do what? what can we expect from you next and do you have like a five-year plan are you one of those people or did you give up on that when you turn 25 and you realize exactly (laughs) that's that that's a capitalist structure anyway (laughs) but anyways (laughs) to my five-year plan um but yeah i think um in terms of what you can expect more so from me i'm just trying to like i'm trying to like you know build upon whatever skills i I kind of have currently Mm -hmm. currently have with you know whatever kind of um, programs I use mm-hmm. for illustrating mm-hmm. so just trying to improve on that I want to do things that involve a lot more landscape as mm-hmm. well so you know buildings and trees and stuff just to kind of like make it seem you know just so I can improve my skills and improve on my portfolio yeah and um five years down the line I really don't want to be in London yeah I really want to be somewhere like Rio or something like Ooh. that and just like you know I have a passion for architecture Mm. and that's what I'm trying to like I'm trying to get more so into the marketing and culture side of design and architecture Mm -hmm. and less so into fashion Mm -hmm. so I really use this lockdown period to you know to refine what I want Mm -hmm. and just my my search in terms of a career and um I'm trying to go down the roads of you know buildings architecture and stuff you know I, I I enjoy architecture and design because I really feel as though it it echoes whatever we're sort of um you know going through in terms of culturally and politically yeah. and um to be involved in that process mm-hmm. i feel it's just it's just a lot more enriching and um you know you know design and architecture things like those projects can take years and you're really able to get stuck into something it's not something that's just like fast and it's over within a week or two it's something that you work on you build upon mm-hmm. you are acknowledged for and um i would like to really be you know, I'd like to be really something slash someone within that field, yeah. and I, I, I don't see myself becoming that well established here with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And I see myself doing something a lot more meaningful in another country, yeah. and, you know, somewhere like Brazil or even another sort of like you know another country within Europe. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit, I'm good on the states for now. There was a time when <laughs> I really wanted to live in New York. America for me just really is oh. screaming, welcoming black people. Nope. I'm like, you know what, you can stay there. <laughs> I will be I will be seeking out other ventures. Exactly. But um that's my that's my plan for the future. Yeah. And I fingers crossed it's achieved. Yeah. You well, you know, you set it, you plan it, you execute it. It will happen. Yeah, it's about manifesting it. You know what I mean? Like it's all about it's all it's all doable. It's all doable. It's about manifestation. So we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully some cards. Now, Asian, I've had so much fun talking to you. Oh my like, God, it's been a blast. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I, I'm going to invite you back on. I'm not even going to lie because you, you're, you're an amazing person to talk to. Before you go, let the people know where to find your work. Um, of course. Easy. Well, my work is on Instagram uh, mostly. My Instagram handle is Shitty Abbey Studio. That's my Nigerian name, bar the studio a bit. So. Chidi Abbey Studio. Mm-hmm. That's C H I D I, A B double I, and then Studio, and you can find me there. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Have a good rest of the day. Thank you so much. Oh, you too. Thank you so much yeah, for having stay me. Stay safe. And um, we'll speak. Yeah, soon. definitely. Bye, Han. <laughs> Bye. Please follow us on Instagram at Masband Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think of the show.